Wave Act, the web-free software company that understands what you want. Hi everyone, welcome at Wave Act. Today with a super special guest, Shawaf El Belay, who is the VP Sales and Marketing at Letterer. Founder of the Enhancing Business Company, advises two companies, the Shell Boxes, also Shell Boxes is the name, and Octave, and also, interestingly, manages a professional golfer. Would love to hear that as well. And today, <laughs> we're going to talk about outbound sales and how it's done the right way. But in general, we will speak about uh, sales in Web3 in general, and so starting out, I would love to hear from you, Shawaf. Um, how does your everyday look like, like as a sales <laughs> marketing person, and what are your passions and everything you basically want to tell me? Yeah, thanks, thanks, Kevin. First for uh, for having me here. Uh, you have done great interviews in the past with great people, amazing. So really, uh, congrats for putting all of this uh, together, and I'm sure it will be a uh, very successful in the future. Uh, thanks also for the intro, a long one, <laughs> I guess, yeah. So, well, my day-to-day -day life is uh, yeah pretty easy, kind of uh, succeeded organizing it uh, better now this last month because a lot of things uh, were, were added. So, well, my day starts around 6.30 a.m. Uh, I start working out. I have the gym just down uh, here in my uh, at home. Yeah, that's perfect. It helps a lot. <laughs> uh, so I started working out. I, I just uh, started with a coach. So I really would uh, encourage people that, uh, you know, don't work out or work out, but not in a regular basis to, to uh, you know, to uh, have a coach and uh, it, it brings the motivation you need because I used to not work out all the time. So it's, it's, it's perfect. And after that, uh, I also live by the beach, so I go, you know, do a small walk by the beach here in the sound, working in the sound, and uh, kind of meditation. That's my first meditation. And well, after that, I start my uh, my working day around uh, eight thirty, around eight thirty. So from eight thirty to uh, six six thirty, sometimes even more. Uh, I work in all my my tasks for. Latro uh, as a VP sales and marketing. So I'm always in continuous contact with my people, my, my sales directors around the world, uh, and also the marketing uh, team. So it's, uh, you know, a continuous work discussing strategies, uh, but also feedback from clients and then how we can adapt our products. Then it's other discussions with the technology business unit guys, uh, the strategic business unit guys. So it's, you know, always on the phone in conference calls. Uh, <laughs> I think it's the kind of the daily life of uh, a majority of the people right now. And then uh, in the afternoon, uh, late evening, afternoon, uh, uh, I have some uh, some calls with my uh, the, my golfer, you know, the player I manage. His name is Ayub Girati. He's Moroccan also. Um, well, I didn't mention it, but I live in Morocco in Casablanca. Awesome. So, yeah, that helps with the uh, uh, with the weather. So yeah, we uh, whether we go play a, a round of golf or I go watch him train in the practice range, 
and uh, yeah, that's maybe one twice a week. And on the other hand, as you said, uh, I'm the advisor for uh, Shellboxes and Octave, two Moroccan company based in uh, Marrakesh, and they do everything. Well, Shellboxes is uh, a specialized company in uh, in Web three. Let's call it. They do penetration tests. Uh, they audit smart contracts, but they also do everything related to development. So they, you come to them with a with a pitch, and they create everything rela related to that pitch, the back office, the front office, everything related to it, and they yeah, specialize in you know Solidity and Ethereum, uh, but also Solana, and uh, many other blockchains. So it's uh, really a really I'm really happy to work with them, you know, on a weekly basis. And to be uh, to help them, you know, organize uh, be organized as a company because it's a small startup with young guys, young people, very very motivated. They work, you know, all day long. So you need to bring some uh, best practices and frameworks to to help them just uh, direct the energy where where it needs to be. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's 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 basically my day or my week. Awesome. A lot of super interesting things. Uh that you yep. just said. Um, regarding the first one, I, I think many Web3 companies have the issue that they actually lack a product or a project manager, right? They actually lack mm -hmm. someone uh, that has experience and I would say in the traditional world that actually knows how to finish projects, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that's at least my experience. And uh, that's definitely a great way to mitigate the risk, right? Having a great advisor helping out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, you said before that uh, one big or one task of your day basically is gathering customer feedback. Mm -hmm. How does that work? Because you're not always the one standing in front of the customer. Yes, that's a good that's a good question. And uh, um, you know, we uh, we have a great uh, technological business unit uh, who brings to us, you know, product definitions or a product, uh, a first pitch, let's call it like that. So from there, I take it to my team or I organize, you know, trainings with the uh, TBU. And from there, they go out and try to pitch it to clients, whether when they travel or organizing when organizing calls. So. When I'm present, when I uh, I am in the in the calls, obviously I ask my sales directors to include me in some of their calls. They, obviously, not all. I cannot attend all, but when I'm there, I try to, uh, to 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 well first understand how my sales director is acting, you know, during the call because uh, it shows how well they understand the product, you know. So asking powerful questions. Um, trying to build a relationship as as soon as the, the call starts. You know, you, in my opinion, uh, I work a lot with the neuroscience. That's another of my passions. So uh, I am more and a lot into relationship development first before even talking business. So how my sales director is building that relationship, how he is creating and building around trust. Trust for me is, you know, uh, mm -hmm. the center of everything, whether it's in the personal or professional life, you always come back to trust. So uh, if I trust the sales director, I might be able to 
you know, give him a business. But also if he asks the right questions, when you are the client and you have someone in front of you asking powerful questions, that means he's an expert, you can trust him, he's knowledgeable, so you give him the right to answer the questions, right? So this is how I envision all of that and how I, you know, try to measure all of that during that call. So this is wow. uh, mostly how I try to do that uh, in the course. Otherwise, when they travel, they bring the feedback and I challenge them again with questions. It's all about asking the right question or powerful questions to understand. You know, in sales, we tend to look at salespeople as, you know, that, that person trying to sell stuff, boom, 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 boom. But it's not the way it should be. At least in my opinion, I see it as you only sell when there is a challenge or a need on the customer side, on the prospect side before becoming a customer. So again, powerful questions and trust. Really love this. Um, what you just said is, yeah, in, in general, trust, I think, is the core of business itself, right? Uh, yeah, you can't critical. do business with anyone if you don't believe that he has uh, a certain level of, let, let's say, ethics, or I, I don't know, like you at least trust them that they don't uh, yeah. step your back or something like that, right? Yeah. And um, I really loved what you said about basically asking questions, right? That's what I discovered as well. In general, uh, your product might be the best in the world, right? But it should be always centered around, as you said, prospect, right? Yeah. Ask them what they need and want, right? It might be different, but in general, ask a lot of questions, understand the problem, and then try to provide the right or best solution to that. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. If you know so what you said is is very important right now, because you said asking questions or discussing what they need. But you know, we are in an era right now where our prospects sometimes don't even know what they need, or they don't know where is their challenge. You know, so you need to guide them. It's a journey. It's a complete journey with that those questions to. To, to make them discover what is their challenge, whether technological challenge or personal challenge within the company. You know, it's it's a broad and wide <laughs> environment that you need to discover. So this is our role as salespersons is to discover everything surrounding your champion. We call it the champion. So who identifying our champion and understand what are his uh, or her uh, uh, challenges in life, personal life, but also her or uh, this person's professional objectives, right? So, yeah, I think it's, uh, that's the era. I think it's era number three. We are now, era number one was, you know, this transactional uh, mm -hmm. sales. I want this, give me this. Okay, I sell you whatever you want. Era number two was about, it added uh, everything related to you know, relationship building and trying to understand. And this error number three is your client doesn't even know what he needs or what he wants. So you need to guide him uh, mm -hmm. on that. Um, very powerful what you just said. Um, 
100% agree that they oftentimes don't know what they need, right? Yep. Um, but how is it with what they want, right? Because otherwise they wouldn't be in contact with you because why either your side or their side wasting time with each other if there is no, yeah. besides relationship building, uh, with evaluating some kind of need that might not be there. How is that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, we can talk about this for hours, but, uh, <laughs> you know, when I say, when, when we, we step in and, you know, when you are talking with someone, with the prospect, whether you are in discovery phase, so that person took your call or, or answered your email because of simple curiosity, or you need to start this, that journey that I just talked uh, about. But what they want might be something that you don't have. And that's where I tell my guys, and even myself, I apply it on a, on a daily basis, is stop there. If there is nothing you can help them with, stop. It's Otherwise, it's just you are losing your time. You are trying to sell something that they don't need. Why? That, that can't happen. Or, or is, it's what we call a dry run. So you are running there for years, you know, trying to follow up, follow up, follow up. You lose an, an incredible amount of effort and you don't get the sale. Or maybe after two or three years when uh, the need uh, mm. has become or when we have built the right product. Right. But that takes a, 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 lot, a lot of time. So when I can come back to outbound versus inbound, mm -hmm. uh, outbound need outbound sales need to be it's about you know creating the relationship the trust between one person and a group of persons or a, a champion in, in the in the company and what inbound sales or inbound marketing we can talk about inbound efforts let's say it like that because uh, as you know I, I handle sales and marketing so it's all inbound for me what we try to do and what uh, needs to happen in every company, Web3, Web2, whatever companies, try to uh, build notoriety, the brand notoriety. It needs to become a brand that resonates in the person's uh, ears when they hear, like right now, when people hear Latro, they know our values because those are the values we communicate about in our social media posts on LinkedIn, or uh, that's how we uh, we write our articles in our blog or our website. It's all around our values. So people know our values, know how we treat our customers, and they know the journey that uh, is is gonna happen when they you know when they sign with us, when they start becoming a client of of Ladro. Yeah, Ho hope I answered a little bit. <laughs> no, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So basically, uh, you create an environment of trust by building a brand, right? Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Sharing and success stories, sharing numbers, you know, people like uh, content. So you need to always be giving them content. That's the marketing responsibility. And then hopefully an inbound sales can happen because inbound sales is when the prospect comes to you, you know, instead of the sales guy, uh, sales guys going out there and bring an opportunity. So yeah, it starts with marketing and communication efforts. And how do they relate each other? 
because um, usually um, most companies start out with one, right? They either do outbound marketing or uh, sales in the first place, yeah, or yeah. they do inbound marketing, what I do focus right now, right? But um, in general, how is the relation, if you're a larger company, um, how much actually comes from your experience from inbound marketing related to outbound sales? Yeah, so to answer this question, I think there are several uh, groups to create. Uh, you mentioned the big companies. So big companies, the distribution between inbound sales, outbound sales, well, it depends on maybe the region, the culture, the products, but uh, I would, uh, well, to be honest, I can't answer that question with <laughs> with one answer because uh, you need to know what is their uh, how many people they have in their sales force, you know, the size I of see. the marketing team, etc. But if we talk about let's talk about maybe startups because in Web three this is uh, yeah. we, we see much more startups than big companies. There are no big companies right now in startups in uh, Web three. Sorry, so I would say. It's all about the brand first. So focusing on building the brand, the notoriety around it. So it's a lot of marketing effort. And hopefully, I would say it was 90% um, of, well, maybe not. Because you remember this period from uh, last year where all this NFT craze started uh, mid-year last year uh and uh until maybe three months ago where it was nft projects pfp projects everywhere and everyone wanted to have uh his pfp uh nft collection it was just yeah. craziness so there were demand everywhere i mean at shell boxes we have seen that it was crazy so we had a lot of inbound sales boom 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 people wanted to create the, their collections and there is a lack of uh, solidity developers around the world. That's that's obvious, right? So then you, inbound sales tend to be much more than outbound sales, right? I think even in Web3, this, this has been my dilemma since one year and a half or two years uh, is how to bring Web2 sales to Web3 or how to adapt it or how to, you know, these are all the questions I'm asking myself now. I still don't have a, a real answer, but some uh, some works started in there to know how to provide, you know, sales, sales uh, uh, services to Web3 companies. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so you basically mean uh, you don't have the answer to how to productize it, right? to actually provide uh, sales that's as the question. a service. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the question, whether it's sales as a service. For example, uh, my one of my ideas first was to create a group of sales guys that would be you know working in the same ethics as i do which i think is the most successful one and then go out there and help like uh the future web3 startups to bring clients right because we still have this uh, lack of uh experts and knowledgeable people that can talk about uh blockchain uh, tokens or the metaverse, uh, the tokenomics around the project, you know, this is this is knowledge. Uh, you know, for example, from, from on my side, I have been building this for the last five years. Uh, I started in, you know, 
crypto investing in crypto in five years ago uh, and, and in nft uh, since end of last year so you know it's all about obviously knowledge in order to be able to bring uh to build around trust build that's i think the web3 uh world <laughs> it's build 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 always be building and uh i think it's the right moment to mention to talk about the reciprocity bias uh this is something i really wanted to bring to this uh podcast uh, reciprocity bias and i i saw it um uh, in, in web3 this is obvious in web3 where you give reciprocity bias is something we we talk about in neuroscience and it's based on giving value providing value content you know without limit and without expectation to receive something because at the end of the day you will receive something whether it's recognition clients uh or just knowledge for yourself, you know, but at the end of the day, you are the winner, because if you do the work, you do the research, as you say, you, you win, you win at the end of the day. And you, people just need to be, you know, patient. I, I'm really uh, glad you just asking. said that because sorry you are building you are a great builder no, because i was worried now that you say it's not a good strategy and i thought oh no otherwise there, that would have work. been some uh wasted months <laughs> <laughs> no definitely not definitely not and for you and you i think i i saw you as a, a great example of that reciprocity bias because what you are building now all these people you're interviewing everyone will come back to these interviews in one year because i think in one year that's where people will start to do much better research about web3 blockchain crypto nfts and they will come back to your interviews because they will be the you know the basis like uh, the starter uh, package for for someone that is starting in the in this in this uh, this world, so I'm sure. Don't worry, don't worry, Kevin. It will pay. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Uh, as you said, zero expectations. So that's yeah, exactly. really what I try. Um, exactly. Awesome. Yeah, um, we heard a lot about um, how you actually, yeah, ab about your mindset itself, right? So uh -huh, I re uh -huh. really love that. Um, are there some kind of or you usually you have some kind of tools right that support that to actually scale these kind of processes how does that work or anything you could even recommend here uh well this is what i would recommend Look. it's awesome books <laughs> and more books <laughs> nice one awesome so, so i think i think i really think uh you know knowledge and uh curiosity and passion is something that is inner in you that you can develop but uh, you need to go out there and do your research and this is the first tool it's books and there are everywhere i can recommend a lot of them starting for example with the i mean re uh, robert green books uh, i love the uh, 48 laws of power that's excellent book uh reading about nlp uh NLP. linguistical yeah neurolinguistical program uh what else um i have maybe yeah two oh obviously i have this one i need to show you guys it's 
two books. First one is Good to Great, but also, and especially, uh, I can't find it right now, but oh, here it is. The Science of Selling. Wow. Magnificent book. This shows you how sales is not something intuitive or that you have or you don't have, but shows you that it's based on science, which, you know, you, you, you move from uh, qualitative sales to quantitative sales. So now you can put forecast, uh, you forecast better, you put numbers, you put strategies around it. And this is what uh, triggered me to, to be uh, and to learn more about neuroscience, because then you try to understand how the, the brain works, what triggers decision making, what triggers, uh, you know, uh, how to build trust, all, all what we discussed about, it's all about neuroscience and how the brain works. At the end of the day, we are all humans and we all work with emotions and we all, you know, take decisions on what to build, when, how, how much, how many, etc., etc. So it's all about the brain. This is, I think, the uh, where we all come back again. And this is definitely a, a must-read uh, book for anyone. It's not only for salespeople, but for anyone, because we all have something to sell at a specific moment, whether we sell our, you know, uh, when we are looking for a job or we, uh, whatever, I mean, whatever, you want to sell your bike or <laughs> whatever it is. So you need to, uh, you need to understand how your, uh, how the, uh, the buyer thinks and how he, he makes decisions. Uh, other tools maybe, um, well, uh, I don't know, but, uh, I like uh, something very basic, which is to organize my, you know, my day and my week is to put everything in the calendar. Mm -hmm. So you need to have, I have everything in there, like uh, personal and professional, same calendar and everything it's, it's in there. If it's not in the calendar, it's not happening. Same. Whether I forget about it or, uh, you know, just, uh, it's, it's not possible to, yeah, it's to, to, to memorize everything. Yeah. It's crazy without a calendar. Um, it's yeah, as easy. Can, as <laughs> yeah, it's a basic tool, but uh, very powerful. <laughs> yeah, super. Yeah. Um, regarding the books, um, would you maybe be so kind to uh, maybe three books? I think are fine yeah, or whatever three. you want to actually give me the title, because of I course. think the viewers definitely would love this. Of course. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, man. I will do that. I'll do that. Love it. Um, yeah. So <laughs> in the, in the end, as you said, we are all humans, right? Yep. And there, I think there's a saying for that as well, right? But people think that we buy in a rational manner sometimes, right? But I think nobody does, right? It's always no. something. We, we think. Yeah, we think it is rational, but uh, it's always related to, you know, uh, whether our past experience or our uh, emotions that specific day, you know, you might be buying something today, but not tomorrow. Or you might not have bought it yesterday because you were in a different mood or because you discussed with someone. I don't know, I, I, I do this podcast with you and tomorrow I want to. I might want to buy new headphones because these ones did, didn't work well. You know, it's all based on experience and emotions. Always. Yeah. Always. Yeah. 
And that's why you need, coming back to inbound, you need to build around uh, your brand and success stories behind it. You know, it's storytelling, references from clients. It's, it's always a good thing to, to put in the front in your social media, medias and uh, website, blogs, whatever. So it's uh, all around that, you know. It, it again builds some sense of trust, right? Um, Always. One thing that I discovered is um, or what I think, I, I would love to hear your opinion on that. Mm -hmm. um, people don't like to be sold to, right? Um, in, in general. So how do you actually, I would say, work around that with outbound sales? Because you actively approach people. Or is it just a, a, a mess game, like approach in, enough people uh -huh. and yeah, some have some kind of need or interest? Yeah, so yeah, exactly. So this is the uh, main thing that we want to, 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 to change. You know, when we interact first with someone, we know that they don't like salespersons coming to them and pitch a solution. Yeah. So that's why. So uh, that's a good question because I develop. I wrote a, a guide for my sales directors and my team, which is really around. Uh, I can share that with you too. I would be very happy to share that. And you will see, it's all about neuroscience and how the brain works. And I gave them the example of how would an hour of web conference, uh, how would it go in my in in the to build that relationship and not to sell something again. So I always tend to tell them first 10 minutes, five to 10 minutes, it's all about relationship building. So you need to do the homeworks before. Who is that person? What is his past? Um, uh, the company, <clears throat> is the company, uh, uh, did they achieve something this, this last uh, week, two weeks? Um, you know, any kind of information that you could gather about the company or the person is welcome. So now we have social media, as you can go look at their Facebook profiles, Instagram, know what are their interests. If you share interests, I don't know, I play golf. If the person in front of me, of me plays golf, I know exactly how I will start my call, right? <laughs> and, and, and I'm sure it will go well the first five, 10 minutes, and they will be much more uh, uh, attentive to what I will say in, uh, later when I will talk about their needs, challenges, when I will ask questions, they will answer me. Because sometimes we'll have people, yes, no, yes, no, thanks. You know what I mean? So yeah. these first 10 minutes are key for the next 50 minutes. Uh, and then you need to obviously do your, uh, ask the powerful questions in the next 30, 30 to 40 minutes. Uh, identify the need and be able in real time, obviously, if not, you can do it later, but in real time is perfect because you need to adapt your product to that need and already give something to, to, to bring value in that call. You know, you already bring value with nice questions, good questions that can pinpoint where is the economical um, pain for the buyer, uh, you know, how you can help in the process, etc., etc., and at the end, the last ten minutes is a call to action, or uh, have them engaged for the next call because you need to prepare the next call. So it's about you know asking them to send you something that is related to the questions you asked, 
or asking them to, uh, I don't know, but I always, uh, you know, kind of ask people to uh, um, acknowledge that I have identified the right pain and that is something they want to be solved. So that creates engagement for the next uh, follow-up meeting. Yes, a lot of techniques, of course, that we can discuss about, but it's uh, all of that. Uh, Super interesting. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, I, I really liked when you said uh, the first minutes are key, and especially when sharing common interests, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you mm -hmm. have a good shot. Um, just thinking about, I think everyone knows that, right? You meet someone in a foreign country that speaks the same language as you or uh -huh. comes from the same country immediate relationships, right? Yeah, yeah. And exactly. it's the exact same, right? You yeah. build a relationship of trust by actually having something in common. And that's uh, incredibly powerful. Definitely. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, when you have common interests, uh, you need to leverage them. Yeah. And, and that, that will help you. You know, at the end of the day, I can tell you that 90% uh, of my direct clients are friends. To be honest, I, they are friends. We discuss about holidays. We discussed about, uh, I don't know, how we play golf. How did you watch that soccer game, uh, football game for you in Austria, for me too, <laughs> for people for people listening in the US, soccer or football, you know? It's, it's all of that. Everyone will come back to uh, the personal emotions again, always. 100%, yeah. Mm. Um, speaking of friends as clients, um, are there uh -huh. some clients that you as a salesperson or marketing person uh, say that's not someone we actually want to work with? Of course, of course, of course, of course. Uh, th those are the, the clients that we signed with, you know, before knowing them when we started very early we wanted more contracts than relationships so we started signing with 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 uh with clients that now we see they don't really needed our product and they signed you will ask me how but yes we signed based on some kind of relationship and trust uh, at the end of the day we we find ourselves not answering their needs or challenges and it becomes just a pain to discuss with those persons. You know, uh, this is uh, uh, where you have a client that will not pay you, for example, that will have a lot of delay in paying you. So you want to cut that relationship off and just engage with clients that you would choose, right? Uh, now we are saying no to much more clients than we used in the past. And it's normal because we want to have uh, we want to work with people that know what is our value and know how we can help them. Otherwise, it's just a relationship that doesn't match, and and it's it brings a lot of pain into the uh, into the process in, for a long time. And we don't want that. Neither does the the client. Yeah, entrepreneurs are usually problem solvers, right? Why creating new problems out of fear? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, that's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of challenges, actually, right? Because that's that can be an issue having clients that 
are actually uh -huh. not passionate or engaged with your product. Are there any other issues or, yeah, again, challenges that you discovered to, yeah, to be solved over the years that you actually needed to overcome? You mean while we tried to pitch uh, our existing solutions? Yes, exactly. definitely, definitely, definitely. So I will give you the example of uh, in, in Latro, we just launched a new product around data analytics. So in Latro, we are really specialists around data. We know how to make data speak, right? So now we have built, we were, we were specialized in a, in a niche market, very niche market, which is fraud detection bypass fraud detection in telecommunication and revenue assurance, which I'm sure you don't know about and 99% of the people listening uh, won't know about. But we just launched this new product based on clients' feedback. Obviously, when we go and pitch something, they say, yes, we have this, this challenge, but we also have this around data. So I don't know how to, I don't know this, I don't know that. And then we just, this last two years, we have been working on a specific project called uh, Versalytics Intelligence, which is around helping the clients translate data into something actionable, right? Mm -hmm. And with a very easy integration uh, and responding to the feedback and challenges we got. So it took us two years to build that product. And now we are, uh, we just did the launch uh, last May in Dubai. But it's always about, you always need to be gathering feedback about yeah. existing uh, uh, problems, challenges, and future ones. And that's where you need to have a, a good team of uh, innovators with you, because you always need to think ahead, one year, two years, three years ahead, to deliver the product that will be ready by then. You know, uh, I don't know if you know the, the, the GOS uh, chart, but it starts with innovation, uh, market uh, full, uh, you know, you go exponential yeah. on sales, and then it's the death of the product. So you always want to be ahead, innovating before the, the, the product is launched, right? Um, because you need to take advantage of this portion here. And, uh, you know, like for NFTs, people were, the product <laughs> was already here and everyone wanted to run and create their product. So it was, it was yeah. fun to see, it was really fun to see. Yeah, um, basically, um, there's also like uh, a Western or how do you call it in English? Basically, you have four product categories, right? You have the cash cows, you have those products that actually need a lot of money, consume money. Yeah, those are the innovators, right? Then you have the dying products and everything. Basically, the exactly same what you just said, right? Uh, exactly. It's such a core concept. Um, I, I, I think just knowing that is super powerful, right? Then you can actually focus on the products uh -huh. uh, that are really important, right? Just because they make you a lot of money now doesn't mean you should exactly. spend a lot of money on them, right? Exactly. So you need to posi position them in this, in this curve to know if you need to invest. If it's a dying market, it doesn't make sense to invest a lot of money, but just yeah. keep, you know, uh, taking the money from that product and think about innovation how and where do we innovate to be the next next product yeah definitely i can't agree more 100 awesome yeah mm -hmm. um show off really 
Yeah. Awesome episode. Um, <laughs> I, I would love to hear from you, maybe as last question, if that's okay. Do you Perfect. have three things that you want everyone to remember from this great discussion? Yeah, definitely. I will just have to summarize what we said. And it's about, um, I guess, trust, always put trust in the middle of everything you do and build around trust. Um, make as many rela new relationships as you can, because you can learn a lot from, from each person, yeah. from uh, that person's experience. I mean, you can learn much quicker than yourself experiencing it, right? So, um, and the third one is uh, the reciprocity bias. Give, 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 you will definitely receive after that. Love it. I think that's the top three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. awesome. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank really. you. Thank you for having me, really. And yeah. yeah. Thank you, everyone, for watching to this and lis or listening to this and watching this. Um, yeah, let us know in the comments uh, what else you want to know or what next topics we should cover. And yeah, show off anything left to say, any self-promotion if you want so. <laughs> I could go for hours, but uh, no, thank you, Kevin. Great job. And uh, please continue like that. I'm sure. Uh, we will hear about your success uh, in the next month. Thanks. Next month would be a little bit quick, but <laughs> thank you, man. <laughs> That's ambitious. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Wave Act, the web-free software company that understands what you want.